I'm Tyler O'Neill, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, February 1st. Here are today's headlines. The House passed a child tax credit on a bipartisan vote on Wednesday. The final vote tally was 357 to 70. The bill reportedly provides tax relief for low-income families with children, along with other tax breaks for businesses. According to the Associated Press, the bill increases the amount of tax relief to $1,800 per child in 2023, up to $1,900 per child in 2024, and then to $2,000 per child in 2025. House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith, a Missouri Republican, and Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden, an Oregon Democrat, unveiled the agreement earlier in January, the AP reported. They called it a common-sense, bipartisan, bicameral tax framework that promotes the financial security of working families, boosts growth in American competitiveness, and strengthens communities and Main Street businesses. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson also explained his support for the bill. He said, The Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act is important bipartisan legislation to revive conservative pro-growth tax reform. Crucially, the bill ends a wasteful COVID-era program, saving taxpayers tens of billions of dollars. The COVID-era program to which Johnson referred is the Employee Retention Credit. According to the IRS, as of July, the agency has launched 252 investigations of fraud into the program, and the program is worth $2.8 billion. Some Republicans have opposed the bill, saying that it does not provide enough state and local tax relief. Preston Brashers and Richard Stern, two experts in tax policy at the Heritage Foundation, wrote that while the legislation is branded as full of middle-class tax cuts and pro-growth reforms, it is actually, quote, a mixed bag that includes welfare expansions, corporate windfalls, and inflationary deficits, unquote. They wrote for the Daily Signal that while the bill gives marginal tax relief through the child tax credit, it fails to significantly benefit the American people. Quote, as with much bipartisan legislation, this one falls short on conservative principles, the heritage policy experts wrote. The bill has some small wins, but unfortunately will redistribute wealth from hardworking middle-class families to large established corporations and to individuals who are barely engaged in work at all. Conservatives in Congress condemned the Biden administration in the wake of the revelation that a high-ranking Department of Education official met with the Southern Poverty Law Center one year before the SPLC added parental rights groups, including Moms for Liberty, to its hate map that includes conservatives along with KKK groups. This comes from an exclusive report I wrote for The Daily Signal today. Here's a quote from Senator Ted Cruz. Moms for Liberty and the whole parental rights movement is a force to be reckoned with, Cruz said. These patriotic parents turned Virginia red and the left is terrified that they will help take our country back in 2024. 
Cruz's remarks came after the Heritage Foundation's oversight project released documents Monday revealing that two SPLC staffers met in 2022 with the Biden administration official in charge of a White House initiative on historically black colleges and universities. Cruz said of parental rights groups, they have a huge target on their backs because they are effective. The left knows that they cannot win a fair fight since their policies are so terrible. Instead of debating on policy, the Biden administration deployed their attack dogs at the Southern Poverty Law Center to smear these parental rights groups by listing them alongside the KKK as hate groups. As I wrote in my book, Making Hate Pay, critics on both the right and the left have accused the Southern Poverty Law Center of exaggerating hate in order to scare donors into ponying up cash. In 2019, amid a racial discrimination and sexual harassment scandal, a former employee called the SPLC's hate accusations a highly profitable scam. Check the show notes for more quotes from other legislators like Ted Cruz on this important topic. The Capitol Police said on Thursday that they won't press charges in the case of a sex video that a congressional staffer shot in the Hart Senate office building on December 13th. After consulting with federal and local prosecutors, as well as doing a comprehensive investigation and review of possible charges, it was determined that, despite a likely violation of congressional policy, there is currently no evidence that a crime was committed. Capitol Police said in a statement to Fox News. Democratic Senator Ben Cardin fired one of the staffers in question. Either the Cardin legislative aide or the other person involved in the sexual encounter had reportedly posted their own video on social media. The agency further said that the room was not available to the public at the time of the video recording and that the staff members had access to the room. Capitol Police said that the other congressional staffer, not the Cardin one, but the other one involved in the act, resigned from his job and exercised his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent and refuse to talk to us. The House passed a bill Thursday that would make illegal immigrants eligible for deportation if they had been convicted of driving under the influence. 59 Democrats voted with the Republicans in support of the bill, but 150 Democrats voted against the bill. Representative Jerry Nadler, a New York Democrat, said that instead of deporting illegal immigrants with DUIs, Congress should help create more ride-sharing programs. But instead of working on proven solutions like like improving access to public transportation and ride-sharing programs so that people have alternatives to driving drunk, Republicans are laying the blame for the problem at the feet of immigrants. Republicans voted unanimously in support of the bill. In the United States, someone dies in a crash with an impaired driver every 45 minutes, Representative Barry Moore, an Alabama Republican, told the Daily Signal. Moore said, I lost two of my young newlywed constituents to an illegal immigrant driving under the influence of alcohol. At least 19 pro-Palestinian protesters allegedly broke the law this morning in Washington, D.C. The protesters shut down five major Washington, D.C. roads during rush hour, causing heavy traffic. 
Their shouts of free Palestine, free Palestine, and we demand liberation intermingled with the horns of commuters stuck in traffic as the protesters stood in the middle of intersections. The D.C. Metropolitan Police Department arrested eight suspects for the crime of crowding, obstructing, or accommodating. The police arrested them at the intersection of 23rd Street and Constitution Avenue Northwest. Capitol Police also arrested 11 suspects on charges of crowding, obstructing, or accommodating. Three of these 11 individuals also faced charges of resisting arrest. Protesters blocked the street in front of the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum during the demonstration. Combat anti-Semitism movement CEO Sacha Reutemann weighed in on this protest. Sacha said, These demonstrators, in choosing to stage their protest in front of the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum, an area of the city with no ties to the U.S. military, Israel, Yemen, or the Palestinian people, chose to make their protest about Jews. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for my interview with Moms for Liberty co-founder Tina Deskovich on Black Lives Matter at School Week. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound design by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.